Took off. Quickly, in two years, you were sucked up into middle-level management. Yep. I was, hated it. Was really doing a good job, but yeah. wasn't for you. No. You said, I want to go back into sales. You had an opportunity out in California, correct? correct? So you went yeah. out to Orange County, yes. started building a territory there, doing really well. Yeah. And then your mother had, unfortunately, had um, a brain aneurysm. Correct. Um, yeah. Sandy had hit. Yeah. Um, the Sandy story is just surreal to me. I remember being, it's kind of like an Orange Theory type of gym in uh, Old Town Orange. And I'm literally working out and everybody's like doing their thing, looking down. And I took a, a sneak peek at the TVs and I'm seeing like seaside underwater. Mm -hmm. And I kind of lost it. You know, my ex and I were dating a little bit. Didn't see myself like settling down with that person. And I'm looking at the TV. I'm like, my mom had a brain aneurysm. My, my like childhood, my memories. childhood memories are underwater. I had a really bad like C6, C7 herniated disc from a car accident. It's time to go home. Dude, we all have the best time ever to start a small business. If I'm not gonna be 100% in, I'm not gonna do it. Come on, man, just be yourself. Yeah, and, like, and just show up as yourself. If you don't realize what I'm really about, I'm about freedom, family, and my country. Leslie, Kunzig, did I say that properly? Sounds a little ethnic, but I like it. Ethnic? Kunzig, all right. yeah. that's all right. I always kind of <laughs> mess it up. I think I put it in my phone wrong, and you're a stalker, you saw it once, you're like, that's, that's not the right spelling. <laughs> Phonetic, con, sig, yeah, it's all right, the you're, K. You're pretty, uh, you're pretty ramped up that way, and I think that's why we kind of hit it <laughs> off from the get-go. Yeah. We were discussing prior to the episode starting about how you dropped into my DM. I don't want Steph getting upset after she watches this, <laughs> but... She knows I'm not in a redhead, so don't worry about it. We're good, man. <laughs> she she knew that you were working with my brother-in-law at Belmar <laughs> Plumbing. And you were working with Phil at Diversified yeah. Fixtures and a bunch of these contractors that I have known. You saw the podcast, we connected, and instantly I was like, this girl gets it. Yeah. She's a savage. She works extremely, uh, extremely hard. She has an awesome family, married to her beautiful wife, Stephanie, two beautiful children, and uh, she pulls no punches. And if anybody's been paying attention, that's who I am. And I don't do that from a tough guy uh, persona. It's just who I am. I'm direct, and you are very similar. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for coming and taking yeah, your time. Yeah, thanks for having me, and I love, I love everything about you as well. I feel like we just kind of drew each other to each other organically, and you're a bright light yourself, and I feel like it's, your mission kind of fell on the same path as mine, so it's awesome to be here. And you're always supportive. So. Yeah, and it was great meeting Kelly and your kids. I think Colton has a crush on me, but it's did. all right. I think he tried to like <laughs> give me like an awkward hug. I don't know if he grabbed like a butt He grabbed piece. it. I don't it's know. all right. He grabbed it. It's all right. Good for him. We won't say anything. He taught we won't him say well. Uh, I won't go there with that comment I was going to make. <laughs> I was going to say something about Maxwell, but maybe we should stay away from it. <laughs> you're good. Um, so, obviously grew up in Milburn. Yes. You are a stud athlete. You did two sports, starting. Three sports in three high sports. school, 12 letters, yeah. And then you went into college at Sacred Heart in Connecticut. Yep, I got recruited by all three, just to kind of toot my own horn. I kind of feel like Al Bundy here, but yeah, I got recruited in all three, Division One. That's crazy. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty wild. Like looking sports. Basketball, soccer, and softball. I played baseball up until my freshman year in high school in Milburn. Um, All-stars, I never really thought about. Looking back now, 40 years old almost, and having a daughter, I didn't realize like how tremendous that was and how really profound it was to kind of create where I am today and just my whole evolution Sports here. Sports teach you a lot. They do, and playing with boys, I mean, it was awesome. Like no one really knew I was a girl until my helmet came off and my hair mm -hmm. came out. And they're like, oh, a girl hit a home run on you? Like that was a genuine yeah. response, but I never thought anything of it. I just continued, you know? Yeah, you were just in your zone trying yeah. to win. That's pretty impressive, three schools. Yeah. Now, what was your favorite sport? Basketball, which is the one I didn't play in college, which is kind of weird. Really? Yeah, I, um, I did the whole thousand points by my junior year in high school. Um, I sprained my ankle. I wasn't like super fast. Um, I couldn't jump super high, but I was like, a, I was a point guard. So I saw the court, I was good at like- Smart. You know what I mean? The ins yeah. and outs and I was scrappy, I was aggressive. I would dive after balls, but, but uh, my junior year I got hurt. I was getting recruited by like Brown in basketball but Brown University wouldn't give an athletic scholarship. So Sacred Heart was the only Division I school that would let me play two sports, because like Seen Hall heavily wanted me, mm. but they're like, you have to choose soccer or softball. Yeah. Because we're like year round, and Sacred Heart was a kind of newer Division I at the time, because this was 2001. 
Um, and they were like, yeah, get after it. So yeah, I played That's too. That's awesome. Yeah. What were you going to school for? Were you into business at the time? Did I, you know what you wanted to do? You know what? My father pretty much, you know, I was brought up by my father and my stepmom from second grade on. Mm-hmm. Parents divorced when I was three. And my father, it's a pretty cool story. He grew up in Harrison, New Jersey. He didn't go to college. Um, just hard school worker. of hard knocks, you know what I mean? And just a people person, did the right thing, you know, and worked his butt off and was a tremendous father, tremendous pre- presence to me, never missed a game. Even when I was in Connecticut, he would drive from Milburn, Short Hills, all the way to Fairfield, Connecticut, which if anyone knows, the Merritt Parkway is two lanes. So yeah, he would, it sucks. After five, I mean. And they he, only have Dunkin' Donuts in one bathroom. <laughs> That's no true. Starbucks. What's up with that? It's true. It's true. Should have bought that stock a long time ago. Seriously. But anyway, um, so yeah, no, my dad was a strong presence in my life. And yeah, things just kind of evolved from there. Sacred Heart was a great school. And yeah. do you think watching your dad's work ethic was a big part of your work ethic? hundred percent. Yeah. Like looking back, like seriously, do you think it yeah. was like, wow? I, I think I think it's work ethic, but not only that his mannerisms like he never he never got me he never gave me a big head mm. like I don't think I even knew how good I was at the time I think I was always just so distracted being in it and being mm. in something that I just wanted to win I didn't really like take notes afterwards and like gave myself a pat on the back you look for the stats a lot of people do that nowadays I don't do that just run and my da- dad wouldn't either he'd be like what do you think you could have done differently what could you have done better and literally I'd be in the car and he'd be like while we're driving home like someone's practicing their free throws right now and like it would shake me up because I would feel like it was never enough, you know? Well, look at Kobe. I mean, he would go to the gym. Early. And if there was somebody from the other team they're playing that next day yeah. was shooting in the gym, he would purposely stay there. I forget the story it was. I yeah. read about that exact thing, and he was like, I knew Kobe was a psycho because I, I was shooting about. for, like, three hours, and he stayed in until, like, 1 a.m. We had a game early. You're right. I forget what, who it was. I know you were talking about even, like, a morning routine. was, like, 4 a.m. he yeah. was there. It started and like seven, yeah. You just you just put in the work, and I think a lot of people nowadays, when you talk about not stepping back and taking the stat, is that that's the instant gratification. Social media has provided that. Yeah. A lot of other things. We want that that quick dopamine hit. Yeah. Where what I've been doing, I've been in my business for sixteen years, and again, I'm nowhere near the top. I do well. Um, this podcast, something we're putting day in and day out work on. But I don't think someone's going to come and buy us for fifteen million dollars tomorrow. But you don't, and I don't think you genuinely care. Well, well you, are you and, in it for that? I mean, you're well, you're doing it for a passion. Right. I'm not in this for free. At the end of the day, true. I want to help now. I want to help as many people as I can make money. But hopefully, with doing those good things and putting those good vibes into the universe, that myself, Evan, and the team can cash out one day. And it yeah. doesn't mean we go away and stop doing it. Right. But maybe someone bigger says, "Wow, look what these people are doing. It's genuine. It's real. It's raw." You know, let's suck them up. And that would be a 10-year goal. That's a ripple effect. And and that's happening to you. I mean, I think it's awesome I'm sitting here right now within maybe, what, 12 months? I mean. Not 10 months, really. Yeah. And when I even think about even my Instagram presence, I was trying to do the math and, like, forget about the money. But account-wise, I've probably written, like, 20 accounts just from Instagram and being raw and vulnerable and just genuinely sending out there what I want to, you know, what's inside me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So let's jump to Federated. Yeah. Brought to you by Federated Insurance. <laughs> they are really good for the contractors. <laughs> so came out of college. Yeah. You're up in Connecticut. You said, what am I going to do? So yeah. did you go and just throw out your resume to a ton of people? No, I didn't at all. How no. did it all happen? No, kind of like the way I got married. It was like one and done. Um, so long story short, it was my junior year at Sacred Heart. Uh, my soccer, I was a goalie, so I was the goalkeeper, and my team was going to the, NC, uh, the uh, NEC finals, right? So we're in the bus, and when, when you're in Division One sports, I guess they, they invite like an academic advisor. Mm-hmm. So they invited Lucy Cox, who, shout out to Lucy, because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here with you. Um, and Lucy was sitting on the front of the bus. I didn't know her from a hole in the wall, because she was like the a- academic advisor to the students, I mean, the, the, the uh, student athletes. And my GPA was always over a 3-2. Like, I was blessed with that. So I never used her. But she's sitting on the front of the bus. My GPA was over a 3-2, too. Don't lie. Come on. Don't lie. I'm teasing. <laughs> uh, I believe it. And you probably didn't study like me, right? Did you just I wing didn't it? I go to college. got kicked out of high school. All right. That's right. All right. I didn't do enough research <laughs> on you. Um, I got to Google you more often. But anyway, so Lucy's sitting on the front of the bus. 
I don't know what pulled me there. Like you talk universe, like laws of attraction, whatever. I was, I'm literally on the way to the soccer game. All my girls are in the back. We're like blasting ACDC. I'm sure you love them. Mm-hmm. And I just or, like genuinely just walked to the front of the bus, sat next to her. This is like a 58 year old woman. I'm 20 years old, whatever I was. And I'm like, hi, like I'm Leslie Consig. Like, you know, I just got to know her a little bit. Fast forward, we win, we win the tournament. We go to NCAAs. Awesome. I won MVP, MVP, which was an amazing. Congrats. Thank you. Awesome experience. We won first division one. Um, championship team in Sacred Heart history, so I'm really proud of that. And fast forward a year later, Federated Insurance, Dave Jamansky, the manager at the time, good friend of mine, goes walking on campus, Sacred Heart, because they always scout out like five schools. Of course, yeah. You know what I mean? They want on their regimen, and they love athletes, because athletes tend to be more, They get after it. Yeah. So long story short, David's on campus, meets Lucy. Lucy, give me five names. She would have never known me, I think, because I made... Went out of my comfort zone. You made an impression on her. Yeah, made the impression, just genuinely authentic, no opportunistic approach, just wanted to make her feel comfortable. You didn't know anything at the time. Didn't know anything, you know, and she gave my name. And I met Dave in sweatpants my senior year, and that was it. I went to Minnesota for a nine-month training program. Oh, a ton of horrible. Cold? <laughs> was it during the winter? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was October. I had one Jersey Shore summer. Are you I a Vikings a- fan? No, Giants. Oh, sorry to hear that. Lawrence Taylor, Phil Sims. Who are you? No, we won't talk about that Eagles? on camera. No. Oh, wait, are you Dallas? Yeah. All right, Emmett Smith, is that what it was? Back in the day, Emmett. Troy, Emmett was the man, 22. Alvin Harper. All right, all I know is Emmett. But um, <laughs> you lost my train of thought now because I'm looking at you, I'm like, Emmett <laughs> so Smith. So you, you, you're in sweatpants. Yeah. You went out to Minnesota. <laughs> yes. So my father and I do a, a trip, horrible experience. We got in a major fight. In all fairness, I think he was probably afraid to lose his little girl. I get it. He will never admit it. But uh, we drove from Milburn, cross country, 13 hours, to Owatonna, Minnesota. Mm. No one really knew me from a hole in the wall. Very male-dominated insurance business. Yeah. Still is. Still is. I mean, yeah, 98% people I deal with are men. But I love it. I mean, I was brought up by a man. Mm -hmm. And I was always in baseball. And I have two brothers, so... Not afraid of, you know, a gender. Yeah. But long story short, my dad brought me there, dropped me off, nine months paid training program in a room of like, kind of like real world road rules. So it was pretty cool. Like guys all over the country. Um, out of the 20 guys, only me and one guy are still in the company. And then, yeah, Connecticut manager. And it really took off from yeah, there. took off. Quickly in two years, you were sucked up into middle level management. Yep. I was, hated it. Was really doing a good job. But yeah. wasn't for you. No. You said, I want to go back into sales. You had an opportunity out in California. Correct. correct? So you went yeah. out to Orange County. Yes. Started building a territory there, doing really well. Yeah. And then your mother had, unfortunately, had um, a brain aneurysm. Correct. Um, yeah. Sandy had hit. Yeah. Uh, the Sandy story is just surreal to me. I remember being, it's kind of like an Orange Theory type of gym in uh, Old Town Orange. And I'm literally working out and everybody's like doing their thing, looking down and I took a, a sneak peek at the TVs and I'm seeing like seaside underwater mm-hmm. and I kind of lost it. You know, my ex and I were dating a little bit, didn't see myself like settling down with that person. And I'm looking at the TV, I'm like, my mom had a brain aneurysm. My, my, like, childhood, my memories. childhood memories are underwater. I had a really bad like C6, C7 herniated disc from a car accident. It's time to go home. Like yeah. kind of finding myself, you know what I mean? I started my career at 21. Yeah. Same company. That's kind of unheard of at almost 40, you know? Yeah, a lot of puddle jumpers nowadays. Yeah. Snow loyalty. Yeah. On both ends, the companies as well. Yeah, but I love I love middle America. I work I work for middle America. It's your auto service. It's your Joe the plumber. It's, mm-hmm. you know, your cabinet maker. It's well, your How many auto contractors dealer. since I've met you that I then discovered you were helping them out? Yeah, it's pretty and cool. That, that's really kind of a commercial I want to give to you about Federated Insurance and you. You take it very serious. Yeah. You're up to date on any type of new changes to the contracts, any type of value that you could provide to the business owner. Correct. Going above and beyond. And I say this often to my team. I say this on the show often. You get paid for the things that you don't get paid to do. 100%. So I'm, I'm adding value to you in regards to whatever the situation may be. Right. That doesn't pay me. I get paid by implementing this insurance contract. Right. Um, and I see you do that a lot, and kudos to you. But it's a challenge. I mean, even in your business, I mean, people don't know how hard you work behind the curtain, you know? So it's like 
we, listen, like you said earlier, when we first started, like, you have to make money, yeah. right? We all need an ROI. So it's, it's trying to live authentically, trying mm -hmm. to give, mm -hmm. but also having that balance of like, I also need an ROI. But I think there's strength in numbers, there's strength in time, and it compounds. Yeah, it compounds. Yeah, it does. You do the right thing by people, and you continue to show up for them. And yeah. Listen, I, I lose patience with clients sometimes, because you're sitting there, and you're you're doing all that stuff for them that you don't get paid to do. Right. And then it's like, oh, I went with Uncle Johnny, or you know, I'm not ready to move forward because they're stuck in their own head. It's, Correct. You know, paralysis by analysis. <laughs> it happens often in my world. Yeah. Um, but if you just continue to show up, you bank those people for later. You add the value, and Correct. eventually they will come to you as long as you're a good person and they continue to trust in you. Correct. Um, and you seem to do that very, very well in your business. No, I appreciate that. I'm definitely comfortable where I'm at right now, and it feels good to be in a place and in a book of business where I'm no longer leaving. You so know? You're, you're different, in a sense, um, from anybody else that we had on the podcast. Um, and the way that is is you're really an entrepreneur. Right. So this really was started to do a little bit of um, bookkeeping, a little bookkeeping, a little bit of homework. Yeah. We started this saying we want to inspire small business owners. Mm -hmm. We want to help make sure the kid that came up like me who wasn't a great student, who didn't have the best language or vocabulary or math skills or whatever it may be, that if you work hard enough, you can excel within an industry, especially as a business owner. Um, but it's really kind of moved over to salespeople as well. Patrick Bet David talks about it a lot in his book, uh, Five Moves Ahead. He talks about the entrepreneur, someone mm -hmm. running a sales organization that can recruit, that can sell. Um, so you are our first person that we're having on that isn't technically a business owner, but as a sales individual contributor, you are. Right. You run your own P&L. You run, obviously, your own type of marketing. Mm -hmm. Federated provides some of that for you. Correct. But you have to go out and market yourself. You have to go out and network. Talk a little bit about being a business owner, but still working for a large company. Yeah, that's an awesome remark that you make. And I think a lot of business owners are blindsided by the power and the opportunity they have to give their employees that franchise opportunity. And I think that's a key word, right? Like I know Federated, we've been in business since 1904. We're a mutual company. I love that. There's no stock ownership. We're owned by the policyholders. Our board of directors are actually federated clients, whether they're funeral directors, jewelry, contractors. Um, what I would say to you on that and also give advice to people listening that are business owners is don't be afraid to give, right? To give away and, and, and to truly share your business with an employee, right? Maybe you're not giving them shares of the business, but allow them that leverage and allow them that freedom to get after it. I mean, Federated's opportunity, I was a manager, like you said, I was a manager for 10 months and I was immature. I was 25 years old, I ran New York, Connecticut. I hated it because at the time I was just, I wasn't fully in. Yeah. But I would tell you like- A lot of corporate meetings, a lot of phone calls. Yeah, drinking the juice, yeah. you know what I mean? The Kool-Aid and again, I think I was immature. I think maybe if I drank that Kool-Aid now, I'd be able to like, you know, Brita filter it out, you know what I mean? Filter out what I think is necessary and not. But the point is, I think owners need to understand people, people, people are everything. And if you give your people the tools, the leverage, the support, the time, everything, the confidence, um, and if you hire and you retain that talent, you're gonna have people potentially like myself that, like you said, I truly believe federated, I'm like, I'm a 1% or 5% owner. And in New Jersey, I feel like I'm 100%. Mm -hmm. You know, Middlesex, Monmouth, Ocean County is my territory, but that's a huge territory, huge yeah. opportunity. And I t like you said, I'm very, very serious. You treat I, it like it's your own business. It's my, it is my own, it's my name, and right? Federated probably treats you very well because of that. Yeah, they absolutely do. Yeah. Absolutely, and I love that, you know? It's, I think it's hard a lot of times when you're working for a big entity and you're putting in all these time um, and energy, and you don't feel like you're getting anything back. Totally. And I think that happens often. Yeah. Um, but to the sales individual, sales is so important. You know, you hear some of these companies, you know, raising targets, shrinking territories. They're trying to figure out all the time how to pay less comp to the individual salesperson. Well, guess what? They always revert back. Correct. Because sales is a very difficult job. And it's a lot of hours, right. a lot of time, right. a lot of energy, and you're putting a lot of your own money in a lot of times. But let me ask you a question, because I'm sure you hear this a lot. Like, how many of your friends, even in your small network, are like, Ryan, I can't find anybody. 
And here's my thing on that. Like, I get that, and yes, I have empathy for that, but you gotta recruit. Like, yes. I'm not sitting back in my in my home office waiting for people to call me. And when I was a manager, I wasn't doing that. Like, I actually brought Federate to Monmouth University. We've now hired three. They're ex, ex-football players. Ironically, it's all football. And that's maybe whatever's on the manager's mind of that sport or a relationship with, with the key decision maker. But I would also encourage business owners listening to this, stop complaining unless truly you can say to yourself in the mirror, I'm recruiting 100%. Like, are you going to colleges like a Monmouth University? Like, New Jersey has some of the best schools in the country, educationally. Are you making relationships with, relationships with the vocational schools, whatever schools, or the associations? Because quite frankly, like, I hear a lot of people complain, but I feel like, you know, is the focus on recruiting? You can't just sit there and wait for an well, Indeed the problem app, is, as a, right? as, a, as a small business owner, and this is a little bit different for you, who has this right. large entity who has specific jobs like a manager to just recruit. Right. That's what the manager's job is to do. Right. Supposedly he's there to service, supposedly he's there to help get your cases pushed through underwriting. Right. Their job is to recruit. I've worked for an insurance company for 16 years now. Middle level management, your job is to recruit all day long and make sure you're keeping the sales uh, individual happy. So as a small business owner, I'm already wearing multiple hats. Why don't you hire somebody? Well, that's the thing. As a small business owner, you're trying to make sure, well, I need a new piece of equipment as a landscaper. As a plumber, I need another truck. I need the tools that go on a truck. True. So as you're trying to scale, unless you bring on a large investment of capital, right, you're not going to be able to do that. You can't hire someone that just specific. What you can do is resource. Use resources that are outside of your company that will recruit for you. And a lot of times business owners, because they're trying to work to the dollar, they're not willing to put out money. And I'm a big proponent of making sure that you're sending things outside of your control that you're not good at. Well, you got to find them the money, right? Tommy White. (laughs) Phil Phil, with Phil Vitillo and and Diversified Fixtures. Right. Forever. Phil and his dad sitting there beating their head over. He's found them three people already. And two of them have been studs. That's awesome. You know, so you've got to be able to go find these. how they find him? He just... Tommy White is just a shark. He's just very. Is he, is he a like recruiting guy? Yeah, he that's runs what a he staffing. Does. Yeah. So head like a headhunter staffing agency. Yeah. It's, so it's, there you go. That's my that's my point. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I don't know. For me personally, I get it. Like, there's a part of me that kind of wishes wishes I was like Consig ent- entity. Trust me, I've thought about it. Like, Consig Enterprises, whatever I want to create. But then there's also a part of me that's like humble in the sense of I don't need that title. And do I want to do that? But I'm, I don't know. I don't, I don't think my life would be much different if I did, to be frank. Because you gen- recruit 20 people and you had to... Yeah, that's true. With employees, it's a headache. That's a lot. 100%. I'd have to find like a clone or a key person Matt's who can like handle it. like the nicest it. guy ever. I fire him like twice a day. <laughs> With those blue eyes? I, I you can, fire him? I can just imagine some... You gotta do this when you fire him. Idiot that comes in and tells me like give him six figures and he worked here for like a day. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my shit. Recruiting, no, recruiting is something that business owners definitely need to do. Yeah. And they need to do more of. But I do hear, you know, stories all the time. I won't say the company's name, but a client of mine is a CFO at a company, fairly yeah. large. He had a female that was making $185,000. She got recruited for two fifty. dollars And the new person they had to go get to bring in because they need them. Yeah. They had to pay him two fifty dollars too. Yeah, same. So it's like... But what those people need to realize, if you're paying attention, you will be the first one with your head cut off when this whole economy fully contracts, because it's not there yet. I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, and then, but there needs to be a focus on people, right? Like developing people, culture. Don't you feel like people, I feel like people nowadays- People don't want to work, in my opinion. That, and I don't know if money's even a motivator as much anymore. It's weird, it's a weird time. I, I COVID kind of shaked up the game. I said a post the other day, I was like, the American dream is no longer a house. It's being your own boss. It's right. having the flexibility right. to live the life on your terms. Boss, like federated. I'm a boss. Like I am my own boss. But as, a, as right? an individual contributor, you, I see you working from your house. Yeah, your right. kids are in the background. Your, your beautiful backyards. You yeah, know, you're back there probably working sometimes. Flip up the laptop, doing emails. You have that flexibility. A lot of people or commuting, you know, at least from here, commuting into the city or Philly or North Jersey. Yeah. And then, you know, they're an hour each way coming back. They're trying to get a workout in. You have a very small window yeah. of time with your family or to do the things you like to do. So I think, you know, COVID definitely 
accelerated that. It did. But now more than ever, I think people really want to be entrepreneurs yeah. or own their own business and own their own time. Right. Talking about you know the American dream and entrepreneurship, that can be had, again, with the person working in a sales organization. You can be a manager in a sales organization. I know a lot of people in my business on the asset side as well as the insurance side that make multiple seven figures a year being inside of a sales organization. So I think a lot of people don't necessarily have what it takes to be a full business owner, mm -hmm. right? But you could take advantages of companies like Federated Insurance, right? Right. And become a sales contributor yeah. and really run your own schedule. You're not trading time for money. Right. So sometimes during the day, you know, some people message me like, do you ever work? You know, because I'll be walking with Kelly and the baby. Well, it's like, no, I'm going to be doing the podcast till 11 o'clock at night or right. I have a meeting for dinner. Right. So that's the schedule that I designed. Yeah. So... The people who are watching are obviously people hopefully trying to be a better business owner or inspiring to become one. Um, don't sleep on working within a sales organization. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think what's really cool too is I've noticed in my relationships with my clients, I challenge them, right? Like if I start really building a relationship with someone, I'm like, what's your mission statement? There's, to me, there's no excuse why a two-man, three-man plumber can't have a mission statement. What are you all about? What's on your walls? You know, what, what's your vision board in the office? What do you want to attract, right? Like what you attract is what you reflect. You know, are you, are you really demonstrating what you want to create? I just feel like, again, I know it's hard and I have that empathy because I was a manager for like 10 months. I kind of ran a book of business. My money was literally directly related to my employees that were working from home. It was horrible. Granted, I was 25. I'm glad I experienced that. It's a major pay cut because I know what it takes to be a leader and it's a lot, but I've learned from cross country, you know, back and forth from extremely successful business owners what does work. And what doesn't. And I'm willing to give, give the guy that pays me a million and a half in premium the same services that a guy who gives me five grand in premium and I don't poo poo that relationship. Mm -hmm. It's literally the same relationship, people are people. So I would just like literally remind those people listening, don't like, don't demean your business. I don't care if you have one employee or you're a sole man business owner. No one needs to know that when you're coming into a, a, a customer's house, the way you're wearing booties on your feet, the logo on your shirt, the hat, the presentation, the way you're communicating, your truck. Is it washed? The lettering, you know? Attention to detail. It, it's, it's huge. And I think That's a lot of people are miss that mark. Well, I think what happens, especially in the contractor space, right, um, is these guys get or girls get very overwhelmed. 100%. They're extremely busy. This is not a knock on any contractors. No. The ones that I've dealt with over the last few years, their finished product was great, but getting them here on time, getting them here to show up when they say they're going to show up is extremely difficult. And it's because they're running 80 different ways. There's things outside their control, weather, material, right. workers. So when you're dealing with all that just to get the work done, it's hard to sometimes take yourself out of the business because so many people work in the business, Correct. not on the business, and say, I need to work on my culture. Right. I need to have my trucks cleaned a little bit more often. I need to get these guys nice hoodies or nice pullovers, or I buy them work boots, or I take a long weekend. And I've talked about this forever as a small business owner that brand is everything. So when I went and worked for these insurance companies as a career advisor or a career agent, they want you to brand the big box brand. And I'm like, no, I'm branding wealth coordination consultants. Right. And I can't talk too much about this, compliance gets mad at me. But I was legally allowed to do that and I pushed that. And so many people are like, that's stupid, that's stupid. But go and ask anybody in Ocean and Monmouth County that are business owners, they've probably heard of me or my company, especially now since I've launched the podcast. Brand is everything, and I think a lot it of is. times it's not an immediate return, though. Right. So washing my trucks, buying the hoodie, it's not an immediate return of leveraging that person. Now they're happier. I'm going to get more work out of them. But pause. It takes Imme time. Immediate, immediate tangible return? That's no. That's what they want. But immediate return of, like, power of the mind? Huge. I, I would Matt, right? He got those Belmar plumbing. That was phenomenal. Phenomenal, targeting females even more so on the Jersey Shore. Because most of the time females want to deal with, with you know, that type of home 
home overhead. Yeah. You know what I mean? The father, the husband doesn't want to deal with that. They have enough going on in the field or whatever else is going on, whatever their roles may be at home. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Back to what you're saying. I hear you, and I know Matt that a lot of Matt embraced Brand, though. Huh? Him and I had long conversations about that. He embraced branding. He embraced branding. And he's continuing to, to yeah. pour money into that. How did he embrace it? He continued to make sure his logo was right, buying his guys' jackets, Colts right. or Fridays. Right, who encouraged him? Was I it you, I, or did he just organically come to... I think sure. him and I had conversations as well, as I know he That's talks awesome. to a lot so of other pride. people. Yeah, That's he pride. took pride in it. It's pride. I don't know, I just feel like... I get it. He's so, got an eye for it too. Yeah. I, I don't want to take credit for Matt branding, but hundred percent, hundred percent. I take it. I think it takes. You know, it takes. It's a huge chance, right? I mean, it's his money. He's dipping into his own pocket. Yeah, big. He time. doesn't have a big name. He's you wrapping know what I mean? all of his trucks. Yeah, and I know how hard he works. I've done backyard safety meetings behind literally a pit like this. We put Mine's a nicer. great. Don't don't compare my pit to his. <laughs> we had six guys He's got doing a, metal a safety stole, meeting. Solo stove. No, but he rubbed my heart in the sense of like, you know how excited I get over Federated and my safety and telematics. And it's a tad bit much. No, it's not tabbit much. I'm Listen, it's a mutual relationship because I'm their bank in all due respect. And if if they start having claims, I lose the account, right? If mm -hmm. if they start wrapping their truck around a couple poles, I'm out. I'm not a broker who's gonna be like, oh I got XYZ now is gonna write you and I get more commission. No, it's I gotta keep you slow and steady, profitable in your pocket profitable in Federated's pocket to make it a mutual win. Mm. So my point is though, back to what you're saying about business owners having a lot on their plate, I also have a holistic background. I'm a certified holistic health counselor. Mm. And what I would say is my best advice to business owners, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs is take a serious, even you and myself as friends, and we joked about this, take a serious look at your wheel, right? We all have a wheel, right? So like, it's a bicycle wheel. Every spoke is something, whether it's fitness, relationships, money, Spiritual. family life, spirituality, religion, whatever you wanna make it. The middle of that spoke, right, here's the wheel, is not good, it's a zero or a one. As you extend out to the edge of the tire where the rubber hits, you're a 10. My goal in life is balanced abundance. Mm. That's what I want, you Counter know what I mean? Balance. Yeah, ever, is everything, it would be perfect. Book, the One Thing? Who? The One Thing. Is that a book? Yeah, it's a book. No, I never heard it. No. it. Alchemist was my it, big one in. Yeah, he said balance is actually foolish. We can't actually balance it. It's, it's not counter, real. It's counterbalance. I get that, because when you're in something, you're presently in just that. But can't you be presently, like if I'm 80% into fitness, maybe yes, I'll be 85% into my marriage. Well, if you're running harder at work because you're trying to hit targets or a goal sure. or you know, you're looking to take off for the summer, you're sure. going to be... I don't do that. You know, I don't do I'm that. I'm just saying, but you're going to be do. stronger in that. Yeah. Then you're like, hey, I got to lose 10 pounds. Right. You're going to be maybe working a little less. You're not running to events, lunches, breakfasts. You're whatever. right. It's maybe. impossible. It's impossible to really balance all of it. But I, I get your point. But you That's know what I mean? I think it's an interesting point to bring up. And I kind of, when I was a manager, I brought it up to my team. They kind of laughed about it. But when I saw the wheels kind of like triangles or, you yeah. know what I mean? Like We have puzzles <laughs> in national life. But it's a good yeah. pulse check, yeah. right? No, it is. It's a good pulse check. And I, I want to give you a compliment, too, because I think sometimes, and I am the same, I look for feedback. A lot of people don't look for you know, critical feedback or constructive feedback because their egos get hurt. But I think you're always like, hey, did you like that? What'd you think? Yeah. What would you approach this? And you're just eating the meat and spitting the bones. It doesn't mean you're gonna do exactly what I say, but you're taking a little bit from it. Maybe it's a different thought than you have and you're applying it to your business. But prior to meeting you, Phil Vitillo, Jerry, Matt, Already. multiple people yeah. that I knew were like, Leslie's on it, she's a beast, you guys should connect. Yeah, no, I appreciate so that. Every, I don't think anybody ever thinks about it as like, hey, you know, Leslie's you know, pushing a sale on us or anything of that nature. You are working hard for your customers, and I've literally seen that. And I would not give that compliment if it wasn't true. No, I appreciate that. And I, and I want to have fun doing this. You know what I mean? You like, do. I've been doing this since I was 21. It's been 19 years. I've done it in various states. I'm, I'm like genuinely so happy with where I am with my family. I've got a beautiful daughter, a beautiful son. You know, we're living in Little Silver. I kind of feel like I, I am living the American dream. Yeah, you got it already. Yeah, in like a non-traditional way. But the point is, is I'm, I love working for the one-man plumber. It's, it's what fuels me. I, I know how hard it is, but I'm not going to just sit over there and rub his back. And be like, I'm sorry, Joe, the plumber. It's really hard. No, I'm going to challenge him so and what, help him. What would you say your top three things are that help you drive new leads? So for the, the girl out there that's getting into sales or... Yeah 
the business owner that wants to obviously build more relationships because that's going to drive customers through his mm -hmm. or her door, what would you tell them to do and what are your top three? Yeah, I would say that's a great question. I wasn't prepared for that, but I would say just genuinely off the cuff, consistency. I've always been a consistent person. I mean, you know my background a little bit. Like I said, I mean, I don't know what it's like to lose. I don't think I'd be okay in the back. I'm really good in that seat one or two. Um, that's just my vibe, you know, so consistency, authenticity. You can't teach that though. You can't teach that. Um, I think you could encourage that though. You could ingrain it in maybe from a young age, but it's hard to do when you're grabbing a 22 year old out of college and True. Been brought up a certain way. True, but I would pause on that as a mom now too. It's funny, my, my daughter Skylar is me. She's my mini me. Luke, super mellow. I call mm. him like the red balloon. Like what am I gonna do to motivate him? Mm. And he's only 18 months, mm. but I'm already thinking about it. So I feel like Same. I'm excited to have that challenge because part of me not being a good manager at 25 and why I kind of demoted myself was I didn't understand that everyone needs to be motivated differently. Right, so it's bio-individuality. Just like, just like fitness, we could both get on that Peloton. I might burn it up for a month and lose 10 pounds. You might burn it up for a month and gain two pounds. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what the hell? Yeah. So I feel like as a manager, back to kind of business. Now you know my problem. <laughs> I'm selling the garage. You look good. Um, it's all here. But the point is like, every person's different. So back to wearing a lot of hats. I just think business owners need to understand humbly, there's a lot in your plate. Before you start a business, have an awesome plan, have an awesome connection with business partners like you, hopefully me, hopefully an accountant, hopefully a, you know. You bring good resources to the table and you lean gotta, on them. You have to, and you have to be humble enough like I was to you to say, hey, what do you think about my message? Or calling you up but laughing about my, laughing at myself. You, there's so many guys and girls. You've done the are, same for me, you know. Yes. I had some haters creep into my world and like threaten me and were saying crazy shit from, you know, something I, I did when I was supposedly 12 years old, and I'm like, what is what what is this bullshit? Yeah. So I was kind of I like to fire at people a little bit, and some of that stuff is strategic. I'm maybe not as dumb as I look or sound sometimes, but you were like, hey, you know, as like your sister, like who cares? You're crushing it. You got so much positivity in your life. Don't even, you know, don't even worry about it. Don't spend any time on it. Don't waste energy. And um, you know, to have those people around you who are winners is so important as yes. a business owner. This mastermind, the pit we created. If you're not in the pit, get in the pit. Yeah. It's on Facebook only, it's not on Instagram. I'm getting attacked. <laughs> um, They're like birds coming yeah, in. Yeah, these things are big. That's all right. You know, <laughs> get around people. This mastermind, I've been around masterminds that we paid money to, you know, Chamber of Commerce, uh, you know, Rotary Club, and all those things, they're not bad things. No. They're great as a business owner. If you're gonna go get involved, get involved somewhere, take action. But we have a very, very specific, and you've been to one of our yes. events. It is niche, you have to have a $250,000 minimum income. Yeah. Um, there's many people in the room that are doing multiple seven figures, but I designed it that way with the people who have been around from day one, because I want these people to all be givers, right. not takers, Right. givers who are gonna have each other's back. Not, oh, this dude falls off and he's having a hard time at business right now, and there's some people chattering, no. No, right. he's a good dude. Correct. He's been given to all of us for, for years. Yes. We need to have this dude's back. Correct. And as a business owner, I think a lot of people have so much of a competitive spirit because they are like you and I, you want to just fucking crush everybody. I want to crush everybody in my world, but there's a lot of people who do more than me. So I can learn from them. Correct. So as a business owner, we need to embrace others. If you're an HVAC guy, be friends with the next HVAC guy. Right. As an advisor, I'm friends with a lot of different advisors because they think differently than me in certain areas and they do things better than me in but certain areas. But I do areas. feel like even when I came into the mastermind, I was like the only female, not that that matters, but I feel like male, female doesn't matter. We got I more like, now, we got more. No, it's good. I'm excited to meet all of them. But the point is, come in humble. Like the gentleman who you just interviewed prior to me, the bar was raised high. So hopefully I kind of like nicked at it. The point is you have to come in humble. Who cares what your net worth is, what you're grossing your revenues? I genuinely don't care. I care if you're a decent human being, I'm gonna trust you and you have to trust me. And that's all the relationships I want. People, even process, product. That's it, because if shit hits the fan, pardon my French, I'm gonna go to bat for you and I need to know that you're gonna go to bat for you're me. soldiers. That's it. Loyal. You but know? a lot of times in business, it, it is hard to find people 
who are loyal to you. Because as soon as you're not good for their bottom line, you get faded out of the world. And listen, that's business. You know, sometimes I take those things too personal because I'm yeah. such a loyal yeah. guy. I'm on your side. I'm willing to fight for you. And then you see other people really not willing to do that for you if you're in a spot. And I, I think as business owners, having your good core of people around you is so important. I'm going to give you a huge, a huge plus right now. And you probably have to Venmo me $100 for this one. But anyway. <laughs> Thank God anyone, you've been insulting me since you got here. If anyone... <laughs> We're having fun. If anyone is debating on, you know, coming into Mastermind, doing business with you, and you know I've challenged you, meeting your wife. We talked about your portfolio. No, no, no. Meeting your, I don't care about that. Meeting your wife is a slam dunk because the hardest sale in business, the biggest sale of any business is your partner. I chose what I believe is the number one partner out there. And you I chose, met your wife and she's yeah, very but, kind. But you really, we're going to get deep on that more and we're going to have some nice conversations moving on. But the point is, it's the partner. So what I would say to business owners listening to this is, a takeaway is to this, again, I've learned a ton in various roles in different states, different sectors of industries and everything else. You become an expert kind of working with these business owners. In and out, in and out. But the point is, interview the spouse. Meet the family. Yeah. Before you're going to pay that guy $100,000, sit down with his or her Yeah, the partner. spouse says a lot about I'm them. telling you, it says everything. I Federated know. wanted me to do a ride-along a couple days ago. They sent me the ride-along when they know he or her is on the fence because they know I'm going to be tough. The guy, didn't want, the guy turned down the job because he couldn't even look like my manager in the eye after talking with me that it was that tough of a career. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it should be. Yeah. Are they doing three ride-alongs with your employees? Are you doing five reference checks? Are you getting a credit score? Are you meeting the spouse? I mean, again, I know it's tough. It's tough It's tough to get people right now, so the bar gets desperate, dropped a little. But you know what? That desperate could cost you tons of money, especially, especially in my world. Mm-hmm. Workers' compensation, auto, general liability. I mean, it could cost you a lot of money if you're not doing that due diligence proactively. You seem to have a lot of passion about building a team, and that would naturally make sense being an athlete, being a part of a team, never really anointing yourself as someone who's a star on a team, which I'm sure you were many times. Why wouldn't you branch outside of Federated? I know people at Federated are gonna watch this, so you're gonna defend Federated all along. Federated, I'm not coming at you, but why wouldn't you either build an organization within Federated or go start your own entity, your own enterprise like you spoke about earlier? That's a great question. Um, I'm an extremely loyal person, I really am. I feel like Federated took a chance on me, 21-year-old girl in black sweatpants. I got to go at Federated. They, they would have hired anybody. <laughs> All these insurance true. companies will hire Maybe anybody. Maybe in 2000. No, not Federated. I went through 10 interviews. They met my dad, my stepmom, my mom, 10 teachers. Oh, damn. They find one person to say something negative about you until they hire you. And the teacher they found a negative from told me, Leslie turns it on when she wants to, which is kind of true. Um, because I definitely have that fire that's a little more lit in certain instances. Because let's be real, if I had it on all the time. You could pour gasoline on it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, we burn we'll out. We'll have no friends if we had it on all the time. I'm about sustainability, Ryan. But um, <laughs> you lost you my train. You would be. You lost my Sustainability. <laughs> Did you, you drive a Tesla train? here? Huh? Did you drive a Tesla here? No, you know what I drove. Yeah. Um, what, was your, what was your initial question? Because now I lost that. Hopefully Evan's going to cut I that was out. Talking, I was talking about... Your, bad, only one. your passion oozes out of you when you talk about these business owners. And again, just so people know, none of this yeah. conversation is ad-libbed. I mean, is is scripted. It's all ad-libbed. Correct. So this is just us conversating, me seeing every time you're talking yeah. about business owners could do this, the culture, the outfits. I have, the agree. This, the- I have a great response to it. I'll jump right in. So when they came to me when I was 21 years old, I'll be real with you. I was like, what is this? It kind of felt like... Wonky. Yeah. You know what I mean? Someone coming with a book in their hands at your front door, and I was like, what is this? But I'll tell you this much. They've never let me down. They've never let a policyholder down. I sell life insurance similar to you. Mm-hmm. I've delivered death checks. We sell way different life insurance. We do. Mine's, mine's, you know, mine's a little more traditional in the sense of you know, black and white, like traditional. Mm-hmm. But my point is, I've delivered those death checks face-to-face with the spouse. Yeah. They literally mandated me to hand-deliver to Mrs. Whoever or Mr. Whoever. Of course. 25 years old doing that, giving a million dollars to somebody. Has an impact on you. Has an impact. Do you know that I've never had a death claim yet? Really? I've been doing this for 16 years. I can't wait to hear when you get that death benefit check. 16 years, I've never had a death claim. 
and I'm happy. I don't want my clients to but, die. But promise but. me you're going to hand deliver that. Well, nowadays they go into total control accounts. There's there's different ways to do that, depending on the the person and their yeah. situation. They're Even in. if it's a photocopy, just promise me you look at their eyes. Yeah, it's huge. I'm telling you. I'm very close with all my clients, um, almost like you know, close family. friends and, and family. So most of them that are still with me. I would be probably involved in the week, and I would see them, even if yeah. I didn't hand deliver them a check. Yeah. You know, they know that they have this infusion of capital when needed most, when you have these crazy emotions going on in your world. Yeah. And, and not to get on a life insurance rate, right. but life insurance is one of the most powerful tools inside someone's financial model. It is the heart of the financial engine. Correct. 100%. All day long. 100%. And it, overlooked. It, it's totally overlooked. And a lot of times life insurance is sold as an investment, which is incorrect. Life Correct. insurance is, is sold as, um, you know, 30-year terms, all these different things. Life insurance main role is to replace the income when needed. Correct. Correct. It, that's and even for a key man or a key woman, I feel like that's a huge overlook. Repla replace the income yeah. when needed. You lose a business owner. Right. Right. You have partners. One guy, you know kicks the bucket call, yeah. he's, you know, bringing in, let's call it, you know, $4 million of revenues to right. an $8 million business. That's 50% of the revenue is gone. You got to replace them. Correct. As well as the death benefit plays a big role with all your other assets. Because right. you have this permission slip in place, you have the ability to spend down or take advantage of other tax strategies Correct. because you have that permanent death benefit. And to pause on that, when you ask why Federated has kind of kept me for so long, this, this kind of gaudy ring that I wear is kind of my golden handcuffs. They bought your ring? No, they, well, yes, but, but this reminds me, there's a few different rings. No Rolex? I have a couple of those No jackets? That I've won. Not jackets, but Rolexes, <laughs> yes, they give. But <laughs> now you're really pulling me out. But anyway, this reminds me of definitely the, the three death benefits I've delivered. But beyond that, the value in me my company sees where if... ABC agency says, Leslie, we're going to pay you X, Y, Z. Come work with us. Be a broker. Sell 20 different carriers. You could be everything to everybody. Great. But beyond my passion and my true integrity and my, my true belief in federated mutual insurance, I'd also be giving up monetarily a lot of money that's been compounded for me. Mm -hmm. So I have these conversations with my business owners of who's your key person? When you go on vacation, is it Maddie? Like who covers it? Is it Evan? Like if that person's not here, what do you do? Yeah. So quantifying that it could be $100 a month, $300 a month. I mean, I'm not selling, you know, large thousands of dollars policies a month, but Ours are different strategies. Different strategies, different strategies in different, you know, targeted markets. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, again, I know a lot of business owners have a lot on their plate. But these are things that I organically discuss with them as we evolve together that get brought up. But they're like, wow, that's, that's an interesting topic. So I got to bring you back to this because we both went on a total ADHD rant. <laughs> totally. But I started the question with, you're so passionate about how the business owner can improve. The team, the culture, the car looking good. You like that. You're an athlete. You like being a part of the team. You like being a leader yeah. on the team. Before you came over here, you're like, man, Ryan, you're, you're burning a candle on both ends of the stick. You're doing a podcast. I see you hustling for your regular job, which is my business, you know, kids, everything going on. And you sent me this little quote. And uh, I'm not a huge quote guy, but it was a great quote. I'm not going to quote it right now because I don't remember it, but it was good. And that's who you are. You want to Get people fired up, rah, 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 let's go. I think that when you decide to take that step into that part of your world, whether it be with Federated or starting your own enterprise, that's when you're gonna find the most fulfillment and you're gonna make the most money you ever have. That's my predicament. I appreciate that and that's, that's definitely a challenge in the sense of if it's not broke, don't fix it. I mean, obviously things have been working out really well and I genuinely, like I told you, until we drop the ball tremendously on a policyholder or myself. I know you love Federated. No, but, but you know what? It's, it's a marriage, right? Yeah. And I'm a loyal person. Um, at the end of the day, if there's a knife in my heart, there's a knife in my heart. Mm -hmm. That knife's not ever been br brought up in a fight. So uh, I'm truly- I'm not saying- Yeah, you could stay, never will. You could stay with Federated yeah. and build that organization. Right. And make a ton of money. Right, but, but it's not- Quite frankly, That's my prediction. That's yeah, all I'm no, saying. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm going to finish this point and move on. Yes. 
you are an excellent leader. You're a great leader for your clients. I'm sure you're a great leader in your family and not that Steph isn't as well, but I'm sure she allows you with your personality to, to get out front, right? You guys are going up the mountain, you put on the snowshoes, I'm sure you're in the front of it. Right? How'd you know we do snowshoeing? I just That was a tell. good guess. That was I a good guess. Tell. I just tell. You ever watch Wind River? I have. That's a Basil movie. It's good. <laughs> so, don't just poo-poo it. As you continue to grow your life and what you're doing, maybe at some point you'll take the nod to go run an organization. Because I think you would do a really, really good job at that. I really do. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, like I said to you and I would challenge you, I genuinely feel like if any one of my clients, if one of my clients said to me, Leslie, well, we want you here weekly, I would be there. I mean, I offer myself to my clients, I'm at their dispense. And that's really what my ROI is to them when they're paying insurance and premium to me, is I am here for you whenever you, whenever you need me. Yeah, I see what you do. I, I see I what really you do on that. Instagram. I, I know you do. And what yeah. you're, you're trying to do, even like... I want to talk about this actually. Yeah. This go is ahead. a random topic, but the marijuana thing. Yeah. So I'm somebody who occasionally smokes pot. I'm not like a pothead, but. Right. So if I'm a business owner, mm -hmm. like the pot, I, I'm assuming, is treated like alcohol. You can't be drunk driving my equipment or operating, you know, the drill or, or doing this or that. How is that affecting a lot of these contractors now? And what type of things are you guys helping put in place to educate your clients? Yeah, it's a really good question. So. All my Employment Practices Liability policyholders, acronyms EPLI, all of them have access to a vendor of ours who gives them complimentary legal advice at any time. So there's no fee, no deductible. I don't even know about it. They have pretty much a dashboard. They have a phone number. They deal with our partner who's yeah. answering those questions. Like you they have- essentially give you lawyers. Yeah, pretty much on-staff lawyers, part of included. That's their a good career. value add to a business owner. It's huge, and we're also doing complimentary you know, employee handbooks. We'll also build their handbooks at a small fee. I think it's like $600 mm. off the record, estimated. What's something that Federated does yeah. that is really outside the box? And again, I know you're really geared towards yeah. the contractor, the trucking. Yep. What do you guys do outside the box that other people in your space or your competitors um, don't do? I would say we don't hide behind a desk. Um, I'm literally forward thinking. I'm face to face, eyeball to eyeball. I'm having those hard conversations. I would challenge any other person who's in business insurance against me because I have the hardest job. I work for a direct carrier. Like that's, that's pretty skim in terms of my leverage of carriers and everything else. So I have to make them happy. Talk with about a direct carrier. Most people yeah, don't know what that means. It's, it's pretty much a captive market. So Middlesex Monmouth Ocean County, I represent the insurance carrier. So kind of like an NJM on steroids in terms of a national direct. How large is, how large is Federated? Uh, we're a $5 billion plus company, 48 states, uh, about 555 reps like me. I run one of one of two of the largest territories in the entire country, mm. which I'm super proud of, and I'm super picky of who I take on and who five I keep. Five billion of premium or yeah, total five, assets? Yeah, five billion of premium. What's the total yeah. assets of the company? I don't know the assets of the company. I know we give out a consolidated statement, you know, dealer statement. I like to see your conduct rating. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my average account size is about $50,000 of premium, but uh, it, again, it doesn't matter. If it's one-man employee, 500 employees, I'll handle it, you know? And if, um, let's just say somebody has a, an insurance broker in place. Yeah. You're willing to come in. They can't step on my toes. The, the biggest thing I would leave you with here is I'm a unique, comprehensive, niche insurance carrier. Broker agency has no hand into our, our pocket. There's no added fees yeah, to bring. a lot of people don't really know what that means. They don't understand that. I mean, yeah, the, the captive world. This so essentially, Allstate may never ever correct. price in this geographic location. They yeah. may fully just make the prices wild. If right. you're willing to take them on there, you're bad. You're stupid. But State Farm is extremely discounted in that area because they're looking to take on that business. But then they're going to leave in a year or two. They are captive, captive insurance. We've done our research. Yeah. We're owned by you, the policyholders, you know, whatever You're you mutual. may be. 
were, were recommended by associations, whether it's New Jersey PHCC, New Jersey Fuel Merchants Association, mm -hmm. things like that. So we're very industry specific and we don't go outside the box. You know, we're not everything to everybody. And I love that. I mean, like you said, I mean, yes, I can make a lot, lot more money if I went outside the box and I was everything to everybody, but I sleep so good at night knowing that I'm offering the best product to my policyholders. But insurance is boring, right? It's boring, yeah. Right. So, it's, so at the end of the day, if you want to grow a business yeah. or be involved in a team, I just thought like your personality would really excel there. I want to move on though from the topic. <laughs> Um, I appreciate the, the comrade, though. I appreciate the push. Yeah, no, I, I, I That's literally... That's a compliment. I appreciate no, it. No, I mean it, and it is a compliment. Yeah, um, thank you. I like to give nuggets, right? So I want to just, you know, fire out a couple questions to really drive those nuggets. So for the young woman... Yeah. ...leaving college... Yeah. They're how old? 20, I never went to college. So 21, 22 21. years old? Yeah. 21 years old. She's looking to, like, our Chella Gold with Gianna or... Um, Mailing over at DV Tree or Mammoth Moms, yeah, or or any of these businesses that are are woman owned, right? What would you tell a young woman going into business that is the most important thing? And again, I don't think it should be woman yeah. or man, but you're somebody who's a woman. So. That's a really good question. I would say I'm talking to my daughter daughter right now. Life begins at the end of your comfort zone right? Mm -hmm. Don't go where everybody looks like you. Mm -hmm. Probably the last place to go to. Yeah. That's your safety net. Mm -hmm. Even you guys, like, no offense. Don't go where everybody looks like you. I'm not offended. You know, go where someone's totally outside the box, totally different. That person's going to push you to learn, push you to grow, push you to evolve. Litigiously, Sign me up, Federated Insurance. Like, I'll protect you from a, from a standpoint of litigation if you're free to hire that person. But quite frankly, I think we're living in a world where, if you, like, you know, no offense. I mean, you're not like this, so I'm here and so I love you. I go to parties. Guys are with the guys. Girl, girls are with the girls. It's annoying. I'm, I live in Monmouth County. It's so annoying. Like, spread the love. Step outside your comfort zone. I think a lot of guys are scared to talk to girls they nowadays. Are. They're scared so that no a girl will leave the party and say, like, you know, she, he touched me inappropriately. Or that's, like, well, that's ridiculous. You're in the wrong scene. But, well, like, if you were my the, husband, the, the, like, the, I have enough trust in the you. The climate like, we're in, it's like people are afraid to talk to women nowadays. I don't know. Be the change you wish to see. I, I mean, if we're going to you. We, we have some pretty listen, vulgar, funny that's conversations. That's why we're here. You know what I mean? I mean, you were raw. <laughs> Probably end up in the pool by the end of the night. But I love it. And, and listen, it's, I don't want to, like, throw this out there to slam yeah. dunk on it. Nor are no. you, like, driving up with a rainbow on your car. But Definitely not. It, I don't want that. No. It's not you. I'll drive up in the car with the American flag first. Number one, and that's why you know? I love you. And well, I'll have my true flag that's next to you, and we'll still be friends. That's where I am now. But you know, it's it is Pride Month. Right. You're somebody who, you know, when we first met a couple times, you're like, you know, it's like I'm in this field with a lot of men, dominant contractors, yeah. you know, homogenous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, you know, am I, am I, you know, you blend in better than most of the other dudes trying to hang out with us in the mastermind. I kind of feel like my cousin Vinny right now. We're like. Marissa Tomei is like looking at Joe Pesci and she's like, yeah, you blend. You blend. Just, I do my best. I do my best no, to be a No, but you're just being you. I don't listen, think you're doing an act. You're just being listen, you. Listen, and this is why I'm not trying to do a sales pitch because I'm not getting paid for this, but yeah. I genuinely wholeheartedly... No, you, me. you did a couple of sales pitches. I wholeheartedly feel like I am working, I am presenting the best possible product to protect the small to medium-sized business owners to lay their heads on their pillows safe and sound. Mm. And I'm literally laying there coincidentally going to bed at night. And you, I'm there for these guys 24-7 and girls. breathe and eat and sleep that. I do. I genuinely do. And until they royally screw up, my story will change. But this is where I'm, I'm at. I'm going to shift this into our last two questions. Please. So you work with a lot of business owners. So this is going to be hard, but you're only allowed to give me two. I don't want to hear you go to three or four. First question, you already touched on it a little bit with talking to the young woman who's coming out of college at 21, but a blank statement, what is the most important thing for a new business owner or entrepreneur like yourself working within a sales organization? What is the most important thing? Hiring and retaining top talent. I agree. Number one, it's backslash, backslash. Mm -hmm. Hiring, retaining. 
um, hiring, finding that network, that gentleman you said who's a recruiter, retaining, whether it's the gaudy ring. Tommy White. Shout out to Tommy White. Tom White, I want to meet him too. Um, retaining that top talent, having leaders understand it's more of a psychology marketing focus. How are you? Big, big brother, big sister. It's going to start raining on us soon. No, it's all good. And then uh, your number two question is, is pretty much... Give me two business yeah. owners you want to give some love to and shout out. Two business owners. And I'm going to say... get poured on. Joe Mazuka, Glow Petroleum. I know those guys. Love them. Robert DeFelice, Circle Chevrolet, the DeFelice family as a whole. So well, you got Les, oil and auto dealers. Leslie, you killed it. You're Let the best. it rain. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Let's get underneath some cover. Yes.